Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 321 for September 12th, 2019. I am one of your hosts, Trevor. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. Hello, I'm, Dave. I've lost the show notes because we're on my computer, so I'm going to click on the show notes. Just, pre- just pretend you're next. I'm Dave, who doesn't have the show notes. And I'm Adriel, who does have the show notes. <laughs> and I don't sound like I'm in a tin oh, can, you, but uh, one of us does. Hmm. I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> This, this is very confusing for their podcast listeners. <laughs> they don't know what's going on on video. Yeah, yeah. has the mic hidden. Mm-hmm. For the audio listeners, you won't know what's happening until you go back and watch the video on YouTube. There may be some references that seem out of place. You may find my audio quality um, a little lacking. out there. Lacking, sure. Yeah, like, I, like it's coming from a galaxy far, far away. Mm. Um, until you log in and check it out, you... That's all I can tell you. You'll just have to check it out to see what's going on. So otherwise, we're we're just going to carry on. Um, yeah. So Dave, thanks for screwing up a perfectly good intro. Kelly and I, uh, you know, we knocked it out of the park. And, of course. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? What can I say, man? It's it's what I do. <laughs> I just I just show up and derail things randomly. Yeah. randomly. Randomly. Well, and the hum is back too, but we're we're just going to carry on. Oh, yeah. hell with it. All right, so um, we're going to jump into what we did this week in guns, which is brought to us by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. This week, they have a collection of Winchester Super Grades, everything from Model 70s, 94s, and 1873s in amazing condition. They don't call them Super Grade for nothing. Um, Adriel, maybe you could put that link in the show notes. You can also find them on their website. If you're looking for a Winchester rifle, go check them out because they are, uh, they're something to behold. We, you know, and this week I worked on the last couple of weeks, actually, I worked on a Remington or sorry, a Winchester model 70. I'd never handled the Winchester model 70 before. I know it's a very common rifle. I never got my hands on one. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want one. Um, Winchester make nice, nice firearms. They they always have their 3030s, Model 94s. The new ones are not. I wouldn't buy one. It reminds me of a new a new Remington product, but way too expensive for what they are right now. Uh, for sure. So, so anyway, um, let's jump into what we did this week in guns. Uh, I'll uh, I'll go first here. Or Is it hard to, to read guns? the screen with that on? It's a little difficult to read the screen. I can understand why this could cause other issues, like, you know, but anyway. Failing to conquer the galaxy after taking it suddenly and then screwing everything up and losing it to a bunch of rebels and nerf herders. M- missing a lot? Yes, perhaps. I could actually, I, I'm, I'm, let's just say I have a new, um, I can empathize now more than ever before. That's for sure. So, um, But you look fantastic, you know. Oh, thanks, doll. You don't look hmm. that bad yourself. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. So, uh, it's supposed to be a three-gun. 
canceled, but the boys came anyway, talked about that. So my squire, the best squire, uh, Filthy, Gallon, and some of the other boys, my godson, all came up. We got, uh, there may be pictures circulating of me on Facebook next to Filthy, and I look like I'm passed out, but I'm just asleep, right? With Uh my phone in my hand, almost like, you know, a snapshot of me in time. Uh-huh. So things may have gone a little a little late on Friday, but that was fine because we had no set time to be at the range the next day. So we went to the range. When we got there, there was already people there. We shot in one location, and then we went to the back part, and we set up some targets and some steel, and we were able to shoot our rifles, our shotguns, and our pistols all at the same time. So we still got some three-gun practice in. Um, then we went back on Sunday just specifically to use the rifle range before the trap guys showed up because um, the guys want to see where the rifles were hitting at 200 meters because there's a match coming up in Fredericton and rifle shots are going to be at 200. So um, my squire, Mark Price, his rifle, remember he won that IBI barrel, maybe at a charity shoot. I don't remember when he, where, when he won it, but he, he won he, an IBI. Yeah, he won it at the Rustigush charity shoot. Oh, okay. So yeah. he built a rifle around that thing? Yep. Phenomenally accurate. He mm-hmm. shot with a red dot, a Crossfire two red dot, at 200 yards, um, two and a half, three MOA. Wow. With just regular ammo and a red dot. I could not believe that. Not even uh, a particularly good red dot. Like a crossfire is the cheapest red dot they sell. You got it. Yep. So basically he hit, it was probably what, like a two or three MOA dot. Well, it is a. It's not one. No, it's a three or a six. Uh, three probably. Yeah, probably a three. Wow. Impressive. So, what was the yep. chamber then? Uh, five five six. Well, IBI. Would they do that in five five six? Two two three. Probably two two three. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> it's a two MOA dot. The cross crossfire red dot is a two MOA dot. So there essentially, the bullets all went into the dot. That's impressive. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they man, it's a nice, nice barrel. So, um, some of the highlights of the weekend included breaking the bolt on my WK. Uh oh. Yeah, so it wasn't part of the recall based on my serial number, but I sent them an email. I talked to Wolverine first, and they were like, contact W or um, Kodiak. Kodiak, and they got back to me immediately, put a new bolt in the mail immediately, asked for me to return the broken one. Apparently, it was supposed to be here today. According to the email, it did not arrive, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. I'll have the gun up and running again before that. Uh, anything but, AR, no, the match is called Everything But AR-15s. That's the official name of the match. <laughs> and Adriel, it's one of those matches I don't like because it has a whole bunch of stuff that you have to do that doesn't include shooting. Mm. But I think Locking. I'm going to decide 100% tomorrow whether I'm going or not. Um, yeah. So any, anything but an AR, but you can bring a WK. They said, uh, you know, uh, I'm bringing an AR-10, an SLR, and a WK because I'm all about proving points. <laughs> I mean, the SLR functionally is is it runs just like an AR, so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't absolutely. know what point they had with anything. Is it? Can you not take restricted rifles to that range? Is it not certified nope. range? No, they just want guys who have like SKSs a chance to take part in a match. Well, oh, surprise! Yeah, good luck. Good luck competing yeah. with your SKS against Trevor's SLR. It's <laughs> all decked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then along came Trevor. Right, yeah. I'm actually going with my with my AR10. So that's oh. 200. I'd rather I'd rather lob a 308 at 200 than. Um, a five five six because I only have fifty five grand five five six, but don't it's matter. Fine. Especially it's if you're fine. Mark Price with his gun, but he's not allowed to bring it because it's anybody else, and he withdrew anyway. Because I what said, you, I, huh? 
Why do you withdraw? Well, base. I'm. Not, we read the stage descriptions and we completely lost interest. Oh. Yeah, because again, it's one of those matches, trooper style. You got to carry everything all day, and I'm not necessarily yeah. opposed to that. But there's like some people love these matches, and that's good. Me, I don't think I do. Right? I want it always to be about freestyle and about shooting, and not about who can and plate carriers. Well, who can <laughs> you know manipulate this object the fastest, and who could like pretend they're going hand over hand on a rope for meters the fastest? It's LAR- larping is uh, is one of the uh, terms of endearment that people give to those uh, those kinds of matches where it's not a like shooting it. match; it's more of a role playing match, right? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's that kind of match. And um, I think the only thing, <laughs> Gallon said it best. This is only going to go one of two ways. I'm going to go and I'm going to win and go, yay, it's my favorite match. I'm going to do this and the rest of this. Or you're going to hate win. it. And yeah, and this is stupid. I'm never doing I'm this not again. <laughs> I'm never doing this again. I don't like that. Nope. Yeah, but I've already said many, many times that this kind of match doesn't really interest me. But I know the master director is a really good guy and I kind of want to go down and, and support it and. So, I'll, it, it's going to financially is what's going to come down to. There's a lot going on in September, and it's just be a question of okay, can we pull this off or not? I'm mm-hmm. trying to incorporate a trip to Costco, which means then it's a family thing, and the gas will be paid for from the family account, not the Trevor account. So I'd be good. What do you mean it's a trip to Costco? What is? Why do you have to like account for Cause, a trip? Cause because because Cost- Costco is four hours from here. Yeah. So if Costco and the match are in the same town, I win. Mm. You've seen where I live. Like <laughs> sometimes I forget how like yeah. out there it is when you say yeah. like you have to go four hours to a Costco. That's, that's so. Fun. I have family that live on Prince Edward Island, and their excursion for the day, their trip, their vacation is spent traveling to Moncton to go to Costco. True story. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> Got to go to the big city, Moncton. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my God. True, man. You're coming from Moncton? Stop at Costco. You yeah. got to go to the food court. It's awesome. I'm give, going, me, give me a couple of those hot dogs on the way. Hot dog. <laughs> no, that's horrible. Yeah. So, Trevor, uh, if you didn't have the world's best range next to your house, like just down the road and the world's best poutine five minutes from your house, I'd feel more sorry for you. Right. There'd be no reason to be here, right? Okay. Where's this poutine we're talking about? Um, it's across the river on the Quebec side. Um, oh. Yeah, they make amazing proteins. <laughs> proteins. So I'll take Dave, you there. you're looking lovely. Yeah, why haven't you taken me there yet? Like, I, you, how many times have I been to your place? We always end up a smoke of the water instead. Or Al's yeah. Pizzeria. Yeah, that's true. Okay, you've not been neglected. You've just been given other things. Okay. All right, so the other thing, um, besides the bolt breaking on my WK, um, Trevor, other Trevor, had the same incident occur with his FX9 that I did, an out-of-battery detonation. No. Yeah. Have you taken a look on the inside to see how possible that is in normal operation? Does it just not have anything to stop it from firing out a battery? Right. As far as I can tell. Um, Now, in my case, Adriel, there was a stuck case in the chamber and prevented the round from going all the way in, right? Not in Trevor's case. He was just firing and had one out of battery, and sure enough, it resulted in a squib as well. So, luckily, what was uh, he using? What was he using for ammo? Uh, hand loads. Oh, okay. Mm. Did right. it blow the blow the I case? Mean, Any damage to the gun? 
or uh, him. No damage to the gun. He was using factory loads, Kelly, because um, hand loads void your warranty. So he was using 147 grain American Eagle. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. 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 So um, no damage anywhere, Dave. It just uh, I've got pictures of the case I could send you guys. It's just the case. It fired out a battery, and the case wasn't in a chamber. So, you know, it just all blew out the side and stuff, and it cut a squib. And <laughs> Yeah, so um, I emailed their warranty department, told them that it happened to me, and he's going to email them as well, and they want the gun sent back to Wolverine for inspection. So mm. uh, I will uh, use it this weekend at the Provincials. I'll be leaving tomorrow with Muffin and Pat. We're going to Woodstock for the 2019 Ipsic New Brunswick Provincials, and then after that I will mail it in. Um, Hopefully it doesn't blow you? up in your face. Yeah, well, I'm bringing pistols. So if the gun goes down, I will uh, switch to my classic rig and be bumped into open, and it'll be what it'll be. Um, also, I got out with the new Diamondback tactical scope that I got from Adriel, and I sighted that in at uh, 25, 50, and 100. I got a little nervous because I zeroed it at 50, and all of a sudden it just took a two-inch jump to the left without touching anything and I couldn't account for why it did it. It was like, Oh, what's going on? And I shot group after group and it stayed there. So the point of impact point of aim had clearly shifted, dialed it back in, zeroed it at 50, shot it at 25. I did not have to change. Not a single click. My, my 50 yard zero and my 25 yard zero are identical. 10 shots, same hole at 25 using my 50, uh, yard zero. And, um, then shot it at 100 and did I do 75 when they do 75 yeah i did 75 monday night and then tuesday we had another orps match uh not a lot of turnout this time but uh, the, one of the guys that beat me last time was there so i i just now i don't know what happened last time we tied on points we tied on score but the practice score results had him above me so he must have beat me on one of the time stages or something and when it all added up the times were the same but he beat me on a stage i don't know anyway I finished third and open. He finished in second, but this time I put a beating on him. I beat him by a hundred points. Yeah, you beat everyone pretty bad there. Damn. Yeah, it was a good match for me. Um, and Kelly, you're gonna love this. One of my absolute best stages was the "Have you Mabel seated?" or something like that. And it was um, three. Yeah, I know, right? Aww. Kelly standing with my sling, five inch plate at a hundred. Ting, ting, ting. One for one. When Amazing. kneeling, what's that? Amazing. Yeah, I, I was pretty happy with it. But then I don't know when I got to kneeling, I was in a good kneeling position. Now, if you remember in, in Maple Seeds, Kelly, I never go kneeling. I always go into the seated position. And you, you and Stacy have shown me a very, like, I even have a little cheat sheet on my match that says support leg under trigger leg. And there's a little arrow with the word junk on it. So I position my hips so that my junk is pointed in this direction. Yeah. And I'm always, you know, yeah. So, um, kneeling. I was secure. I wasn't, you know, I was lots of surface area. I wasn't, you know, the, the, the end of my elbow rolling around like a marble on a bowl or anything, but I missed all three. And then I went seated and my sling was a little tight, but I still got no comfortable position. I got all three, all, actually four. It was three and three and four and, uh, got all four from the seated position. So 
anyway, it was uh, it was a fun match. I really uh, liked it. And we're going to go to the Miramichi on the 29th, uh, like a truckload of us. Um, they're not going to know what's going to like. We're going to roll up with the windows down in my Silverado with death metal playing. <laughs> and basically, Jason's going to get out with that look on his face, like Muffin's going to get out and go, "Yeah, we're here to f shit up." That's going to be like, yeah. oh, we're going to roll in. They're going to go, just, oh, just to really guys? ruin it. You got to run like the boys are back in town or something like that. No, yeah. Cowboys from cheese. hell. Cowboys from like hell. Cowboy, uh, Cowboys from hell. Yeah, Pantera. We're here to take your women and your medals. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what else did I do? I have to look close here because things are a little. It's almost like I have glaucoma in this thing. No wonder they can't shoot and hit right? anything. They can't see through the damn helmet. That's what it is, man. This thing fogs up. Turns to the side. Um, I also worked at the shop. Um, I did some brass prep. Oh, and I got these cool tools I wanted to talk about. But we're running long, so I'll do it maybe next week. Um, uh, let me go to the thing here. Anyway, no, we'll skip it till next week. Uh, I'll talk about my Hornady overall length gauge tools and how I use them to measure the precise depth of my chamber and my AR-10 with three different bullets, a 168, a 178, and a 147. Now I'm going to be doing some test loads because when I go win the EBR match, I uh, I want to do it with some real precision ammo. I've already been prepping the brass. It's um, federal match brass, federal match primers. The primer pockets have been uniform. The flash holes have been deburred, and um, that's... All I did, yeah, I trimmed it on the world's finest trimmer, and I'm actually going to load it on Dylan, but but that's fine. So I'll get out next week and do some uh, do some testing of that. So that's it for me. Uh, who would like to go next? You're the host. You pick. That was me picking by giving you choice. Wow, when does that happen? <sighs> go ahead, Kelly. You're next. <laughs> well, Dave, you and I did the exact same thing, so I don't know how much you want to put into this, but I'll talk a little bit, and then you can tell tell everybody about what you did. Gabber. Or we can do it together. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Friday night, drove down to... I was in Ottawa all week last week, uh, so... Drove straight from Ottawa to Meaford, CFE Meaford. It is six and a half hours, and on a Friday, oh my gosh, it's so. I was tired when I got there, but I showed up at um, CFE Meaford and checked in at the um, the shacks there where we were staying. And guess who I saw? I saw Andy. Yay! Yay! I saw Kelly. Yay! And a couple other people too, like Barney, um, who's technical teacher, Chris Tischler. Um, actually a bunch of people from last year that I met there that were ROs. So it was nice. Was nice Dave wearing what he's wearing right now? Speaking about no. LARPing. No? No. no. Dave is no, like no. fully kitted out. He's yeah. ready to go. Where's your comms? Yeah. You need like the, the neck microphone thing that like listens, listens to your like vocal cords and the vibrating <laughs> thing that goes on your ear bone. Yeah. No, no. No, okay. no. Nope. So Dave and I met up there and uh, we actually just quickly went out and got some food for us and some water for the range for the next day as well, because we were out of that. Uh, we were staying at uh, the shacks uh, or the barracks. See if you may for it. I wanted to say thank you to both Chris and Ryan. It was a fantastic um, event. Like the match was incredible incredibly well organized the ROs who showed up uh, prior to to set up all week 
they did a really really great job um what kind of match is this you said steel challenge but like so it's steel challenge a prs so they were shout out to what was the longest distance dave uh closest i believe was 475 furthest was 1450 yeah that's far out there (laughs) so it was it was Awesome. There's a little uh, white dot on a hill, like way the hell off in the distance. Yeah. So what it was is CFB Meaford actually is the fourth division training uh, facility for the Canadian military. We were shooting off of a tank pad out into basically there was no backstop. It just went forever. And um, we had all that's kinds ex- of... Kelly, that's exactly how we did the Epic Nationals. And it was a little weird at first. Yeah. A little weird. But it's lots of fun. I uh, just want to let you know the winner was Dave Preston. Uh, second was Aaron Hip. Uh, Ken uh, Sanoski was third. Keith Baker was fourth. And Matt Steiner was fifth. That was, they're all American. Just have to say that. Fan- uh, these guys are pretty much professional shooters as well. So they came up. Uh, they were uh, the first group. They were what we like to call, or they were the first squad, uh, what we like to call the, the ringers. Um, but uh, Dave, <laughs> yeah, Dave Preston, uh, this guy, just a young guy, um, he is somebody really, really to watch. Humble as can be. I like this guy, but boy, can he shoot. And not only can he shoot PRS, uh, he can shoot PRS when we have some challenging conditions. Because they, as I said, squad one, they started on stage one, by the way, that was the stage that I had. And we were right at the corner of the pad. And because we were right at the corner of the pad, we were also at the side berm, right at the corner of the side berm. So we had swirling winds. Saturday was the hurricane out east. We actually got some of the winds from that as well. The winds were anywhere from 20 to 40 mile an hour winds that were gusting and it was swirling. And so it was a really difficult stage, specifically stage one. So they got to start on stage one. And at the end of the day, they actually came back to stage one, which turned into stage 11 because we we got an extra stage in on Saturday. So they shot in the prevailing winds again for two stages. And these guys, again, all top the top five. So they can really, really, really shoot. So, and it was great to see them. It's nice to see somebody else. Um, uh, John Pinch, he won last year, and he also was out in Alberta and won that, but he wasn't here this year. So it was nice to see Dave Preston actually win it. So Aaron, he came in second again this year. But these guys are really, really fantastic shooters. Uh, All the stages, so there was 20 stages. They were really well, well done, really well played. set up as i said there was a lot of work uh to get it done uh but it it was fantastic i was kind of worried i was worried because taccom was on the same day or sorry same weekend i was worried about people coming who we had coming um if there'd be enough staff as well we had some really new staff we had some experienced staff so it was nice we got paired up with some of the uh, newer staff i got paired up with philippe uh, Piera, he did a fantastic job. He was my spotter, and I was the RO for stage one. Now, I'll let 
Dave talked about what he did for the match, but um, in what he did with guns. And I wanted to give a shout out to a couple of people though. I wanted to give a shout out to um, Jason Ross. Jason is the Leopold, Leopold Ely, but he also supplied all the steel as well for the shoot. The steel was fantastic. There was steel that was bigger than my car out there. So, and that was the stuff that was out at 1400. And they held up great. We hardly actually had to do any fixing at the end of the day. And it was really, really, really well done. Uh, Canadians, they did pretty good as well, especially the, the title sponsor team, KDX Defense. All the guys from Quebec, they they basically cleaned up for the Canadians. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, they did really well. Now, this year... So last year we had one lady shoot the event. This year we had four ladies come out. Uh, three of the ladies, it was the first time shooting like a PRS style match. And it actually was pretty much the first time shooting any type of match. Uh, they had a really, really fantastic time. What I saw was they timed out on all the stages. But what they did do is they placed their shots and they took their time and they were able to hit. Whereas we had guys that were running through the stages and they were not timing out, but they weren't making hits. So um, the women, I wanted to give them kudos. There was one girl, she uh, was the top lady finisher, finisher. Uh, she finished 11th. Her name was uh, Laura Spanik. She's from the U.S. She's going out for the Olympic team for the U.S. as well. She can shoot. She was one of the only ones that cleared uh, the stage that I was doing, uh, which was off the roof on stage 11. So she is also a teenager. She's not uh, She's not an adult yet. So somebody to watch. Um, too bad she's American because she's shooting for the U.S. And what else? Um, oh, afterwards on Friday or sorry, Saturday night, I had placed a call to Ted's and made a reservation. Ted's is the roadside diner and it's in an airport hangar. It's a little sketchish if you look at it but the food (laughs) but the food is like oh my god so i originally made a table for six we had to get eight people in they had a sign on the door not no we're not accepting anybody from the public it's only reservations i literally went in and said listen i know i'm supposed to have a table for six but can we get eight girls looking at me know who i am is what (laughs) kelly said do you know who i am (laughs) and she looked at me i don't know if we can and i'm going well who's the table for eight here she goes well she they literally kicked the people off at the table for eight that's going to be coming in 15 minutes and let us sit there and then they had to fit those other people in it was awesome but i gave her Jeez. a hug but we had probably one lucky of the- all you had to give her was a hug <laughs> <laughs> I, it was one of the best meals we've had like we had um i invited a bunch of people uh barney barney came over dave was there uh philippe was there um dave uh, Christmas, hey Dave. Uh, some other people from Odell's team, um, but everybody's going. Oh my God, this is such good food, and it was fantastic. Like if you're ever in Meaford, you got to go to this place. Um, but yeah, we had a we had a really really good time. Sunday, the winds weren't as bad. Um, shooting um, shooting was um, more hits basically. Uh, cause there's less wind and, uh, it headwind too. the other days it was a wicked crosswind crosswind. Right. So, um, we like 
there was some interesting, like we had people who were professional shooters or they're semi-professional. And then we had, we had, a, we had one team there and I just wanted to mention this team, our, I keep calling them team squads, uh, one squad. And it had, uh, some shooters that, um, Dave, how do I say this there? It was the team, it was the squad with six guys on it. Remember that squad? They were newer to shooting. Like they had just gotten their RPELs two weeks prior and um, they came out, they shot, they um, also, English is not the first language, um, but they had such a great time and they showed up the next day as well. I was surprised that they showed up the next day because there was some yelling at these people trying to get them their attention. Um, But uh, there was a guy that was uh, with the squad. His name is Eric and I, and I just have to give him a shout out because, oh my God, I would have drank heavily or or, or something. Eric, <laughs> Eric's an awesome dude. He comes out to our events all the time. Yeah. He's just a fantastic human being. Love that guy. Yeah. So, and that's about it. We got to, we got to clean up on Sunday. Night. Oh, and one final thing on Saturday night. Listen, Dairy Queen in Meaford closes at 9, 9 p.m. Just need to let you guys know that. And if you're ever looking for ice cream, it's quite the track. Um, but we had we had some we had some fun. We got lost in the middle of nowhere, um, driving up a driveway. We thought we were going to get shot by you know a farmer. Eh, it was fine though, right, Dave? Good times. It was. Um, I actually went back to that Dairy Queen the next day, and you remember how you commented on my way on my way home? I stopped. You commented that that was the world's smallest McDonald's. Yes. It's the world's smallest Dairy Queen as well. It's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievably small. <laughs> Uh, yeah okay that's it that's all i did I'm doing stuff with the calendar but tracy she's going to be talking about that when we get to the main topic so yeah what about you why don't we do dave because dave's going to tell us about his enjoyable time with me on the weekend absolutely so i roll up uh i rolled in early friday morning i was rsoing so i signed for the range along with ryan and uh and uh, chris roche ryan mcclain and chris roche and basically, I was the guy with the fancy armband that stood. So the, the guy standing behind everybody else in the photos in the laneway all weekend, that's me. So I stood and uh, range safety officer made sure everything was safe. All the uh, all the weapons were pointed where they should be and nobody was pointing them at other people. And everything was unloaded and chamber flags were in and answered questions and ran the radios with the range, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, like Kelly said, awesome event very very well run like this is a this is their fourth year doing it and it shows like yeah. they're they're smooth it keeps getting better every year yeah and yeah. that's what a few shooters that were there the last couple of years said like it was just it just it just ran like like flawless yeah. yeah it was impressive yeah so everybody involved should be very proud of themselves and uh chris and ryan you guys you guys rock it was awesome yeah and we got catered lunch every day as well so not only did we have an awesome range ryan and chris arranged for a guy who i just happen to know from collingwood because he actually has a food truck right across from where i work and his food is awesome gbay gourmet if you're ever in collingwood go to gbay gourmet go talk to jordan dude is awesome food is awesome it was really, really good food. I didn't eat the on the first day on Saturday. That was a huge mistake. Um, yeah. On the Saturday or the Sunday, I said screw it because I'm not eating carbs. I said screw it. I'm eating this, and oh my god, I almost died. It was so good. And not only that, I have to say thank you to Dave because Dave came over and because he knew that I missed breakfast 
and he came over with an apple for me and he took care of me. So thank you, Dave. Yes, I'm the RSO. I can't have you dropping over. Then I have to do paperwork and stuff and ugh, paperwork and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, it was good. Like Friday, it pissed rain all day, and I wasn't sure how many people were going to come out for the zeroing phases on Friday. There was a ton of people there. Like I would say, probably damn near a hundred of the hundred and twenty shooters showed up for the zeroing, and well, it- shot in the just pouring rain. Yeah, I was talking to Chris about that, and he said that. So there was 120 people at at the match, and of that, 50 didn't who were supposed to show up on zeroing day did not show up. So that's how many they said were not there. So they they were they were kind of confused about that. Well, not confused. They were kind of like surprised. That's more of a better. That's more better. Um, well, Attack them. Uh, that's yeah, they were at TACOM. So yeah, but um hundred and twenty shooters and there are some pretty fantastic shooters there. Yeah, it was pretty awesome seeing some of the guys on uh on on Friday. One of them went up the road, basically fired five shots, rang the fifteen hundred yard gong and went, Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm like yeah. I'm like, wow. I'm like looking at the four fifty going, Yeah, that's pretty that's a pretty good shot. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's just like yeah whatever no problem yeah. wow. so it's very it's always fun to watch people no matter what they're good at like even if it's somebody who's good at roofing or eating hot dogs doesn't matter it's just cool watching people that are good at what they do and watching people who are really really good at shooting it's it's awesome it's like watching it's like watching rembrandt yeah 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 anything else dave uh well i found out that six mil uh uh, six mil uh, Creedmoor is a thing. I didn't know that, so that was kind of interesting. Most of the people there were shooting either a couple, some three hundred eight, some two two three five five six, some twenty two two fifties. I found some harass from that. Yep. An awful lot of six five Creedmoors and a lot of yeah. six mil Creedmoors, hmm. which yeah. people were walking by and throwing duds at me. So I didn't know that was actually a thing. So that was kind of cool. Huh? You got a couple of them? I got a whole pocket full of duds, which probably nice. will work just fine. Well, keep keep one from my collection. I don't have one in my collection yet. Yeah, I did like you. I didn't know six mil Creedmoor was a thing. So, does that mean is like is your is your plaid um, a different pattern? Is your man bun a little bit smaller? What what kind of a hipster shoots six mil Creedmoor? Take a, no take a two forty three on there. Take a two forty three and put it in flannel. Perfect. <laughs> okay, got it. Thank you, Adriel. Those guns right. that were on the line, though, oh my God, there's some, some nice stuff really nice stuff out there. Yeah, yeah, some money. What are you, Adriel, what have you been doing? Oh, you know, gun stuff. You know. Oh, you don't say. Why don't you tell us about it, maybe in some detail? <laughs> uh, I went to the range with that 308 M1 Garand, and it was just lovely, just so was good. It? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a so a 308 Garand's got the same size action, different barrel. Um, same end block clips and all that kind of stuff, and different chamber, same different barrel chamber. Well, the chambers and the barrel they go together. Well, no, but see, there's shorter M1 Garands in mm-hmm. 308, and mm-hmm. then there's M1 Garands in 308 that are the same length as the 30 out six. Yes, they use the same furniture. They even use the mm-hmm. same off rod. Mm-hmm. So depending on which yeah. barrel you have, that's what you have. You have a 30 out six length Garand with a a 308 chamber. Yes. Yeah. And uh soft shooter. Nice and soft. Oh, yeah. Like They're gas heavy action, gun, right? 
heavy gun, 308. Uh, I was shooting some, I think it was 147 grain, not quite sure, uh, ammo, and uh, just super accurate. I was shooting it out on the 2 and 300, just off my elbows with a little bit of sling support, and just two, three, five hundred yards, just ringing steel all day long. So good. See, I haven't tried that. I just tried grouping mine on paper, and I'm not super impressed with it. Not like my M14. Yeah, I shot mine at 52, and uh, uh, nice and tight. And I'm like, oh, this thing's ready. <laughs> we'll nice. take it out, click it a little bit to the right, and and that that was one thing that I noticed. Uh, that I, th- I think the sights are Italian because it, it doesn't say R-, R or L with an arrow. I think it said P or something. So oh, I'm like. Wow, I looked at the back, there's a line, there's another line, I click it, and went with it that way, and that's the way I wanted it to go, so good enough. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just sharp it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was cool. I took uh, the 1022 out, and I tried to shoot it, and it didn't work, because the bullets were all hitting the bottom of the chamber as they were trying to get into the barrel there. All of them just would not run at all. So uh, Did you try multiple mags, or just one mag? Multiple mags. Really? Yeah. And multiple ammo or just one brand? Yeah, just one brand. But, like, it's 22. I, I didn't try feeding it, like, Winchester 333 or any, like, torture ammo. This is just federal auto match. Huh. I fixed it already, though. Okay. What happened? Uh, I took the barrel out. And I put it back in again. And now uh-huh. it's fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Seated quite properly. It's, I, I, I treat my gun issues like I treat computer issues. Have you tried turning it on and on? Turn it off and on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, literally that's what I did, and uh, uh, it ha- it did have like a little bit of a sharp edge on it, so I just like I gave it a basically like a wipe with uh, with some just two thousand grit, and uh, and now it feeds just fine. So, the uh, feed ramp had a little rough spot. There's no feed ramp on a on a ten twenty two. It's just straight oh, into the chamber. Right yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's got to get in there. Quite. I thought it was going to be a mag or or something like that, but I tried a bunch of other mags and it's like wouldn't help. So. Uh, not that issue. Um, there's actually a couple of things I ran to th- with this. One was the, uh, and I think I showed this, I might have showed this last week. Uh, so I did the auto bolt thing. So bolt open, bolt closed. That was easy. Uh, but the mags dropping free was an interesting one. You know, the little like uh, hex head that they've got on the mags. Uh, mine had such straight wall edges and fit so tightly on the front where it goes into the... Uh, uh, the front of where it holds the mag, they just wouldn't drop. They would. They were holding in there on that tiny little dimple of steel, yep. just pressed in. Yep. So I rounded the edges on my little Allen head. I hope that's the right thing to do. That's what I did, and now they all just drop free, just fine. Oh, I'm glad to hear that because when my bolt is forward in my 1022, they don't drop. Well, now you know how to. You just got to yeah. round that guy a little bit there. And uh, I couldn't do this before. Not with any of the mags. Okay. Now, they're all pretty new mags. So I think yeah. if you just beat them in, yeah. they'd probably do this without Where? having to, to do yeah. anything. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. Because I, I took the stock right off. I took it all open. And I looked at it. And, and you know, with the mag open, it was just it was pressed all the way forward and just didn't want to let go. And it's because it was too tight of a fit. On that hmm. uh, on that center post, so. Do you just need some wire? That's it. Mm-hmm. 
What? What were you going to say, Dave? Dave? Did you add an extended mag release to that thing, or is it still a little push button? I did. I may, I put the one of the tax solutions on there. Now, I mean, there's some pros and cons to this. The nice thing about this is that it's right where your hand is, right? So you don't really have to move your trigger hand. The, uh, the Matador hand. The Matador is the best. Is that mm-hmm. it, they've got a paddle that's a little bit forward of the trigger guard, right? It's right in front of the trigger, and it's completely ambi. And uh, right, yeah, noise. This one's ambi. This one's ambi. You just you just push right there. Oh yeah, but that's awkward. Yeah. You're using your middle finger. I mean, yeah. So Trevor's next. No. Then. that's all you're doing. It's fine. Yeah. I like the Matador arm one because it does have more of a flat paddle and it's a little mm-hmm. bit more at the front and you're less likely to get anything caught on it. Yeah, this yeah. one ha- you can catch on one. it. Yeah, this yeah. one you can catch or the other thing is you might be like getting into position and accidentally yeah. hit it like that. Okay. And then and your, your mag magazine out. pops out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Very convenient though. <laughs> other than that. I'm going to buy one of the Matador Arms ones and uh, do that little mod for the bolt release because the 1022 is a great rifle. Those two features are garbage. Yep. And the guy who developed that rifle needs to be punched in the face just because of well, those features. I agree they, with they, you, they, should, they should just fix it now. Like it's right. super yeah. easy. Just be like, ah, you know, <laughs> now that now that we're we've done a whole bunch of these things, can instead of putting a little notch, can we just make it round on the on the bolt release thing? Exactly. Every and, time and, I take a new shooter shooting with it with this thing, I'm like, and here's how this. Oh, wait, I don't remember how it works anymore. Never mind, just don't lock the bolt back. Actually, it's, fiddly, it's, a, right? it's a it's a safety issue with new shooters. It is. Yeah, it it's is garbage. So. But yeah. it's such a, such a quick fix. I took my Dremel yep. with the high speed bit and went, and then smooth it over. Done. It was like done. 15 minutes yeah. of work, maybe. And for those of you who don't have a Dremel, just go and buy the aftermarket part. It's not that expensive. Or do it with a hand file. Yeah. Ooh. No. Ugh. Oh, Dremel. come on. Dremel's my favorite. I had to remove. Um, I was working on a Kui 840 at the shop this week, and the guy had one of the receiver refinished, and they don't blue. That metal, for whatever reason, does not blue, so it has to be Cerakoted. And somebody had put their social insurance number into the receiver, and we see this quite often in old firearms, and I had to remove it by hand with sandpaper and a sanding block. Oh, my God. So my arms are going to fall off. Anyway... So filing the 1022 auto bolt release mod with a file is a, a joke. So listeners, yeah. if you want your 1024 auto bolt released, uh, please email the show, ask Trevor for his mailing address, and he will happily do all of your guns. <laughs> with a hand yeah. file. No drama. With <laughs> a hand file. <laughs> you know what I hate most about the 1022 is trying to lock the bolt back. I can never remember how to manipulate that. That it's exactly. the same part. It's terrible. Push. Yeah, you gotta like pull it a little Put bit at the bottom. Put it back. Release, release. Yeah. That's anyway, easy. That was fun. Uh, what else did I do? I sighted in my WK180C for coyotes. And after seeing Trevor's rifle the other week, I'm like, what if I put mine on like not air height rings? What would happen? So I put mine on high rings, which keeps the scope very close to the rail on this thing nice. and uh it works it's pr- it's very tight like yeah getting down on this thing oh yeah i'm getting a a real like meaty cheek weld <laughs> but that's not a bad thing this is gonna be a coyote gun so keeping the right. scope a little bit tighter to the gun and the fact that i can still see down it eh, maybe it's fine you know one thing that i haven't tried is shooting it prone that might be a little bit tougher because uh different face geometries and whatever but uh I shot at the range. It was like dead nuts accurate with my hunting ammo. 
I did. My, I took my hunting ammo out, out to two and three hundred, and I was smoking little plates with it as well. So, eh. I can't wait to test the accuracy on mine since I took some meat off the gas block to get it to stop tossing a handguard, and um, I just didn't get a chance because the bolt broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Question for you on that, Trevor. Where? How did the how did the bolt break? Because when I was oh, down yeah. at uh, Gat Show, there were a bunch of guys around their booth talking about how their bolts all sheared off. Yeah, well, that's what it was. It was just a lug. Okay. Locking <laughs> lug sheared off the bolt. Hmm. How many rounds through it? Oh, not even 250. There's been hardly. Serious? Yeah. Wow. Like, I mean, wow. it's probably only been in the range like three times. Huh. I've got way more net than mine. Yeah, well, you, you, you've you shot a match with yours. You like the platform more than I do. I, I only own the gun to have an extra non-restricted black rifle in the collection. Otherwise, I get no use for it. Like, well, I'm not... Yeah, I mean, it's it's non-restricted. It's a thousand bucks. ARs yeah. are better for gaming. Yeah, well, I mean, I got an SLR. I'm going to build a, a modern sporter. I got a, you know, so whatever. It's cool, but it's not my, my favorite by any means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a matter I of like fact. I like hunting. E, well. For hunting? To go hunting coyotes? Yeah, simple. SLR. Follow-up shots. Yeah, SLR would be good, too. Yeah, uh, especially since you don't have to take it down that often to clean the bolt. If it's just going to be a hunting rifle, you could literally like like just never take it apart and just always just shoot it, and you'd probably be fine. Yep. So, what uh, else? Andrew? What else? Uh, let's see. I studied in my Axis two to shoot some deer. I switched to some copper bullets because I wanted to try that out, and uh, they were fine. Uh, didn't really need to do any kind of adjustment. Uh, met a listener out at the range. Uh, he was firing his Ruger PC carbine and uh, having a bunch of fun with that. Did you see the Midwest Industries chassis for that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had not until uh, Casey sent it to me on Instagram. So Midwest is making an aluminum chassis for the P- for the Ruger PCC carbine. That still allows it to be takedown, but gives it a pistol grip and a folding or collapsible stock, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. It is kind of nice, Dave. It's not the prettiest, but it makes the gun um, and increases the ergonomics and functionality, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep, very cool. Uh, what else I do? I'm going to help organize the CCFR Ladies' Day at Chaz. That'll be September 28th, if any ladies want to come out. I am going yep. to be match directing the October 3-gun match. We kind of changed how we're... Uh, setting up our, our match directors and, and what they'll be responsible for at each matches. So I'm going to try to like throw all the organization at this match to make it go faster, better, and all that kind of stuff. So so you're going to like handle the everything from online registration to stage design to getting them built to making That's sure there's correct. toilet paper in the porta potties and oh, I'm not. I'm relying award. on someone else handling the to- the toilet paper. I'm That's not, fine. You don't have to do shaking. it. You just have to make sure it gets done. I'm not even going to be responsible for the to- for the toilet paper. If the okay. toilet paper is out, I don't care. <laughs> Bring your own. Okay, for, for the ladies' day, <laughs> make sure that. Oh, for the ladies' day, we'll have stocked up. They'll be clean. We'll, Hand uh, wash stations. No, we'll, we'll just water. we'll get a bucket of hot water and we'll just splash wow. it on the inside of the porta potty. Oh no! Don't do me out. Air pee in the bucket. I There's still remember last year in August. Was it July or August? We were there last year. It was nice this porta- year, though. Where the yeah, it was nicer this year. Yes, the porta potty wasn't dumped over and rewrited. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. It was awesome. Oh, it was. Cool. 
<laughs> it, uh, it was very good this year, Adriel. Thank you for taking care of that. that I didn't. Awesome. Someone else did. Well, somebody else did. Or Andrew. I think Andrew did. Probably. But I, yeah. We appreciated that immensely. Yeah. Believe me. Uh, let's see here. Oh, in Alberta, GameBird uh, went from, used to be 12 years old minimum. Now it is 10 years old minimum. So I'm having my oldest do the GameBird test. And then we're going to go shoot some grouse. Nice. Yay! Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that this year. Uh, actually, I, if he can get done by this weekend, that would be the best because then we can go do some grouse hunting this weekend. Because I want to go do some uh, bow hunting on deer. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Go do that. That would be fun. And Tell then, him I say congratulations. By the way, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going out shooting together. Well, I've had him out hunting. I haven't had him out hunting where he's been the one hunting. So that's something that oh. I'm excited to to start passing on and to start getting him doing. Cause like I've shot like, I don't know, like a hundred grouse and these Remember, days. Yeah. When he has his first kill, if it's first one, he has to drink it. Really? Just yeah. throw it in the blender uh, and just chug the grouse. <laughs> <laughs> like a grouse smoothie. Dave, it's a red dawn. In there. Dave, Dave, it's a red dawn reference where he has to drink the blood from yeah. the deer. Yes. Thank I know. Yeah. I like, I like the smoothie reference better. <laughs> Red Dawn is an awesome movie, by the way. The first one, not the second. Uh, yeah, no no Red Dawn stuff, but uh, we will enjoy it very much. Fine. Uh, and then I got to put a bunch of stuff in the mail. I, I'm like behind. I got to like, we're we're a sponsor now for the Newfoundland uh, provincials. So I got like, I got to put some stuff in a box and mail that out. I got to get the sunshade to Trevor. Trevor, I'm going to send you some stuff that belongs to someone else. And uh, uh, they're in New Brunswick. So I assume they're your next door neighbor and you'll just right. like meet him at some you point. Know, you know, all John from New Brunswick, eh? Yeah. 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 It's Tim, but uh, yeah, same him. thing. Yeah. I'll see him at the Tim Hortons. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there's a shooting match, you That's all kind of go to it, right? All, right. The, all the up six shooters show up. There's 12 people. You guys. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, did, you, yeah. did you ship me that rifle yet? Speaking of Ruger carbine, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me add that to the list. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a mag in there too, so you can, you know, use it. You damn well better. Yep. I'm sitting here waiting. I expect better for nothing. 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 Money. <laughs> Adriel <laughs> shipped me my new headset. Huh? So you shipped me my new headset. Okay, you oh, ordered it. They a- shipped Amazon it did it, but I did buy it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I guess it sounds much better. It's uh, this one's this microphone sounds much better than your last one. I gotta get some stuff and, in the mail too. I gotta get uh, Adriel. I gotta get your your uh, hoodie in. Mm-hmm. But I did want to actually show you guys this. Uh, we were trying testing out some new shirts. I said throw one in and for what? Which organization? Who's for, we? Just hold on. Don't no, the listener. It's, remember, it's an so, audio show, okay? It's, you, you won't be able to see it anyway, Trevor. Yeah. So it's Project Maple Seed. I'm testing out a long sleeve shirt. And I said, well, my sweatshirt's an extra large. So send me an extra large because I like things that are big. Anyways. <laughs> That's what that. she said. <laughs> so, I, so I said, send me an extra large long sleeve shirt. Oh my God, this thing is big enough for like 14 of me. Like no, not fourteen, but at least two, maybe three. Uh, I um, yeah, I'm gonna wear it as a pair of PJs. I think. Be cozy. I, I that thing looks like two XL, three XL, not XL. It is it's an huge. XL. It's like an so XL all, for like a giant. So it's all you need to wear to Walmart. You're good to go. Yeah. There I put you belt go. On it, you know, a pair of sandals, and you know, uh, I'm like. And it's a homo. You're yeah. good. 
Yeah. All right. Are we uh, ready for upcoming events? More. I hope one more so because I'm doing them. One more. One more. One more. Upcoming events. Hey, hey. October. What? Hey, one more. One more thing. One more what? Okay, go. These Walker razors. I found oh, yeah. out why the audio is terrible in them. Why? The microphones are terrible. Yes. It's got an external jack. You can plug in something else to this thing, and it sounds fine. But just the the, the factory, the microphones that they come with are just horrible. They're the worst of all of the microphone, all of the headsets I have, and I've got so five of them. You, so if you plug in an external microphone, it works better. You can also yeah. plug it into your phone and listen to music. Exter- and listen to music. Mm-hmm. So if you don't really mm-hmm. care about using these things to listen to people and you just want to listen to music, they're actually all right. Which is awesome. I don't know, man. I've got a set. There you go, Trevor. It's fine for you when you're uh, match directing. You just stand there and go, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. You were mm-hmm. saying you have a set of those, mm-hmm. Trevor? Yeah. And and I wear them all the time. They're the ones I keep in my truck and my other ones, my Peltors are in my Ipsic bag. So if I'm doing anything else at the range, I'm wearing my razors and they're fine. But the metal grates over the microphone does suck in the wind. It's not a foam, but you don't find that the audio quality on these is just hands and hands and legs and feet, just trap like a dumpster fire compared to these. No, not a dumpster fire. Oh, they're clearly dumpster fire, but it's maybe, maybe it's just mine. Cause mine also like maybe. hiss and pop a little bit too. No, they're like mine too. But you wow. have five pairs, so it's probably right. not just yours. You've tried multiple pairs. No, he's had some one pair five. of razors. Yeah, I just have one of these. I have five pairs of different head electronic mops. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, BC. All right, so yeah. no, your no. razors still suck. Good? Yeah. All right. I think Trevor wants to move on. Yeah, okay. I sure do. On, on that note, guys, I'm going to bail out. So that was fun. Thank you. Bye, Dave. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for Later, being my Later. RSO husband. You're welcome. Thanks for being my range wife. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that, was, that was so random. So, so appropriate. Okay. Upcoming events on October 5th and 6th, Newfoundland Ipsic Provincials will take place in St. John's. The St. John's Rod and Gun Club. This will be a level two match. Registration closes September 29th. Visit their Facebook page for more details and probably the link to practice score to register i um myself and i to date will be putting on a pistol fundamentals course so i'm calling it pistol fundamentals with fur latte for low achieving for beginners thank you to my co-host for helping come up with that it will take place on october 26 at the sunbury range near fredericton there are five spots left out of a total of 10 uh, 250 rounds and $100 a person. We will be working on, actually, this is not just a pistol fundamentals course. We will visit the fundamentals in the morning, but this is actually an IPSIC course. So we were going to be covering skills needed to improve your IPSIC game. So I'm trying to work with some, you know, some C-class, B-class shooters and turn them into A-class shooters by sharing with them all the tidbits that I've picked up from Tom Nelson and from Alex Burdett. I've taken um, two or three of Tommy's classes, plus I've taken two of Alex Burdett's classes. So Alex Burdett is the current Canadian IPSIC production champ and um, phenomenal shooter. 
and instructor. So I'll be sharing with the students the things that I've learned from that class. We'll be doing all kinds of drills, shooting them a couple of different ways and see which way works best. So um, if you're that guy, if you just got your black badge, or even if you've been shooting for a couple of years and want to learn a few tips and tricks to get better, come on to the Sunbury range and um, I will uh, help you out to register. Send me an email personally at Trevor forlot at gmail.com uh let's see news adriel who or whoever nra sues san francisco over a terrace is that last week or is it we no, last last week they said that uh uh like san francisco city council said that uh, the nra was a terrorist organization this yep. week the nra is suing them and they're gonna win because you can't just call them <laughs> can't just call another organization yeah. a terrorist organization and the expect for like that to fly that's like yeah. s- that's slander to a t yeah especially in um america where lawsuits are a lot more prevalent than they are here so i don't think you get away with it here i like it's 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 no defamation. if you can prove slander you'll get sued anywhere mm-hmm. so all right yes. um Next, Silverdale closed bullet hit neighbor's property. Uh-oh, what's going on here? Uh, well, I mean, it, it might have come from Silverdale. It might have come from someone else. I mean, there's a lot of area around there where people can just shoot, but apparently a neighbor found a bullet on their property, and the RCMP is investigating. So Silverdale is... Uh, closed indefinitely? Not indefinitely. I thought it was just temporary closed. TBD. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well... Let's hope that, uh, and you know, there's been, there's been, uh, shenanigans, right? People have dropped bullets on their doorstep yep. trying to get ranges closed, right? So. Brass cases. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And the next one, the right. outdoor wire. Yeah. So I put this in here. This is a write-up that they did about the Meaford uh, Long Range Steel Challenge and it's winner Dave Preston. I thought it'd be excellent opportunity for people to learn about the shooting the long range steel challenge so why don't we include it in the show notes because it's just basically a really good article based on or, uh, that uh, talks about the uh, steel challenge it seems so. very um focused on the hornady, hornady and the bullet well yeah. it is talking about hornady but hey at least they're talking about canada no they're talking about the bullet that this guy used I know. And when Hornady was founded, did you actually read the article? Yes, I did. Okay, so it says his name and what bullet he used. You know, but it also talks about him doing well at, anyways. <laughs> Fine, whatever. I don't, think, I don't think it sells what you were hoping it would sell. No, it does. Okay. Okay, so the next one that I put in there, it's not a link or anything. I just wanted to say congratulations to Ryan Stacy for winning his six. Yeah, that's right. Six DCRA National Service Rifle. Sorry, National Service Conditions Championship. He did that last week. So, And then he also turned right around and went to Meaford. So it was great to see him. And I just want to say congratulations to him on winning. Six six in a row. Amazing. Yeah. So. No wonder they sell a ton of barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that don't know, Ryan Stacy is a um, works for IBI, International Barrels, out in uh, Abbotsford. Is it Abbotsford? It's around Abbotsford anyway, British Columbia. So you can buy the same winning profile barrel that uh, Ryan uses. So an excellent customer service out there too. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, new gun stuff. So the GSG-16s, uh, if you don't know what this is, it basically looks like an MP5 chambered in 22. Uh, you know, it's growing on me. Not going to lie. Yep, it's really growing on me. You know, one thing that's kind of that I think is kind of neat is that they have reasonably priced 100 round drum mags for them. Right. Mm-hmm. So it looks like an MP5, and you can have 100 round capacity. Wow. It's also non-restricted. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's not just growing on me. I love it. I don't. Oh, I might. Get, I don't know. I got a lot of things to get before I get that. But anyway, I would definitely get that before we get this next thing. The Troy 102s are arriving in customers' hands. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're starting to show up in people's hands. Um, I am still waiting for some more detailed photos and whatnot to see if it's all right. It looks like they used the earlier, you know, how, like there was the NEA 102 and then yep. there was like V2 and then the BCL 102 and there was like differences in the design. Like the yep. third gen design had like an upper and lower that like mated perfectly. I think they're yep. using the older NEA 102 design. So yeah, whatever, like whatever happened when NEA and BCL split and NEA kept their IP with their gun, it must have been that older version, and that's what they sent to uh, Detroit to remake. Interesting. I don't remember this NEA 102. I only remember the BCL. And and you really make it sound like NEA and BCL were two different companies when I just believe that NEA changed the name to BCL. No, I think the... Like it might, it it might not be like a a major thing. It might be like a, just a couple of people kind of a thing, but mm. that's as far as I know. Like if if you were the guy who who held on to the designs, and now you still have them, you license the design to BCL, but you could also make some more money by licensing it to Troy, right? Sure. Okay. I just thought NEA's reputation was so bad that they just rebranded themselves. But like you know, I'm willing to be corrected on that. Um. All right, Iron Guns got the got stainless CZ75Bs for six hundred ten bucks US. Even with exchange rate, this is a good price. But I won't support these guys. Um, they sell the same products that Canadian dealers are selling at cutthroat prices, and so like I can get an STI from Iron Guns, but if I get that STI and there's a problem with it, the last thing I should do is call Sean Hansen in Nova Scotia, the Canadian importer for STI. Right? He's not going to help me. Because it's not a gun he brought in. Correct. So you buy a gun from Iron Guns, the customer support after the sale might be a little sketchy. That's something you need to be aware of. Yeah, that's like, what do you call them? Like gray market products, right? Yeah. Um, Which for some right. guns is going to matter, and for some guns is going to be, you're going to get crap service anyways, right? There's There are a couple of brands of firearms that even if you buy them, if you buy them in Canada here, even from the correct distributor, the service is pretty awful. Yep. But, you know, I'd rather get my CZs from Wolverine and then have it backed up. Yeah, for CZs, definitely. Okay. Um, time for the main topic. And joining us this week is Tracy Wilson, who give us a recap on TechOM. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Tracy Wilson. How are you, Tracy? I am very well, Trevor. And how are you? Excellent. Of course, it's Thursday. We're podcasting. We're live. You know, things couldn't be any better. So Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Tracy, there was a thing that just happened. Pretty big thing. You were there. Yeah, a thing happened, and it's called TACOM. And I'm telling you, this event is shaping up to be Canada's SHOT Show. It was absolutely insane. Almost 20,000 people through the gates. So, recognizing that this is in Toronto, Thursday, we're podcasting. We're live. People... Um, 
you know, people travel to attend there, but still, I mean, that's, that's great attendance. Hundreds of booths, um, thousands of guns under one roof, of course, zero violence because we're all good people, but, um, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I, um, I shared a great TACOM video. It's sort of one of those, uh, you know, where they speed it up and you, you see it in fast motion. I shared one of those onto the CCFR public facing page that was on the TACOM page. So everybody should go check it out. It was just incredible. Awesome. So this is the second year for TACOM, correct? Yeah, so it sort of evolved. I think the very first year, it was more or less just the, the grand opening of FOC. They had invited some local politicians and had a little grand opening party. And last year, they did it at their facility. And, of course, the facility was way too small and where, for what it was. was. Well, it's grown even beyond that. Where was it last year? In Ajax at in the Ajax. at the uh, Firearms Outlet Canada, yeah. So right. they, they've got some store space there, some offices yeah. and classrooms, and then like a warehouse space. So they sort of had it going on in there, but it was you know, standing room only, shoulder to shoulder. Not that it wasn't at the International Centre as well. So Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, for the listeners that, that aren't familiar, where is the International Centre located? So it's just on the outskirts of Toronto. It's very close to the airport, which is great. Um, so people flying in, you know, had like a six-minute commute, which was awesome because I did have Michelle fly in. Michelle Rempel came in on the Friday night. Of course, you know, they're in super high gear right now. Everything's going crazy. <clears throat> but she took some time to come out on Friday. Um, she had a speaking engagement on the main stage, but she did have a couple hours prior to that to just walk around, meet the retailers, meet the attendees, you know, um, kiss babies and shake hands and do all that stuff. And as well, in the correct order. Yeah. Well, what was really neat was she is actually filming uh, a documentary right now with Netflix. And what they're doing is they're, they're following around four influential political women. Uh, I think there's like an American Senator. There's Michelle from Canada, I think a British parliamentarian and somebody else. But what they're doing is they're following them around and it's all about women in politics. And the name of the documentary, funny enough, is called Hunting Impacts, Women in Politics. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So anyways, it was really great. We had, you know, it'll give a lot more um, exposure to the show itself and to all the retailers that were in attendance. So that's awesome. Um, So... This year, TACOM added some events. It's not just a gun show where you show up and you walk around and you go to the booth. And and it is different than the um, uh, SHOT Show because you can actually shop here, correct? You can purchase things. Yes, that's correct. So I think the International Center put a rule that, you know, they couldn't sell guns out the door, basically, but people could buy guns and then the retailers would ship them. Everything else that you could buy there, you could take it with you. But that was an International Center rule. And, you know, I guess they had funny feelings about um, thousands of parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was a lot of guns sold there. Um, but yeah, it was, it's more than just a gun show because it's open to the public, which is completely different than shot show. So everybody can, can attend. There was also a main stage where people, there was seminars and speakers. Rod got up. He had a half hour on the main stage on Saturday. It was packed standing room only. In fact, the seats were full. The seats and behind the seats, which are, you know, where the, the, the food vendors are, that was full. And then there was standing room all around. So 
Um, he delivered an absolutely flawless speech as usual, very engaging, good crowd. And then aside from that, on the Saturday night, there was a, a VIP gala, they called it. Basically, it was a, you know, a five course, very elegant meal. Dress was formal, so we wore cocktail dresses and the guys wore suits. And uh, the coat of arms group um, gave out some awards. So it was kind of neat. It was like, you know, the Emmys or something. So, yeah, it was it all in all, like it's just three action packed days of all kinds of good stuff going on. I like how they, they're turning it into like a destination. It's not just about going and walking around and looking at the vendors. Mm -hmm. um, they brought in keynote speakers. They brought in a celebrity um, master of ceremonies, master Ken. Yeah. The, the VIP dinner, they, this awards thing that's completely new. So when you talk a little bit about that, what were the types of categories of awards that were given out? Who did they recognize and for what? Well, I'll tell you, the two ones that mean the most to me was there was a Lifetime Achievement Award that, of course, went to John Hipwell, who is the owner and founder of uh, Wolverine Supplies. He's now passed it on to his son, Matt, retired RCMP, oh, amazing family. I got to spend some time with them this summer out, um, out in Verdun, Manitoba at Wolverine Days. And I don't think people really understand how vital of a role John Hipwell has played in our community and sort of shaping where we're at now because he's always just been a very humble, quiet guy, right? Um, but he's battled the RCMP on classifications and been successful in having um, many firearms reclassified and just been an incredible advocate for law-abiding gun owners and for sensibility. He's testified at the House of Commons, at the Senate, um, but he's not one of these glory seekers. So he's just humble and sweet. And he had his whole family there. Even his daughters flew in for it. And, um, you know, he had a couple ominous warnings in his acceptance speech. Uh, one of them, he's one, one of the warnings he gave was, this is word for word, if the liberals win the next election, we are finished. Not in trouble. You know, not 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 destitute here. We are finished. So I think that's you know that's coming from the Godfather of gun advocacy. Um, and then you know he he took a little uh, he took a little below the belt swing uh, at at some of the situations that are going on in our community right now. Um, he voiced his displeasure with um, court action, you know, org against org type stuff, and even retailers fighting amongst themselves. So I think the um, you know, the message here is we've got to have some unity in our community. So it, I, I'm telling you, I was brought to tears. And when he came off the stage, I was at the bottom of the stairs to greet him. And I gave him a big hug and a kiss and just just a real all round solid salt of the earth family. So that was that was cool. The second award that really means a lot to me um, was they had one for Canadian firearms advocacy. Now, this is really unique because, you know, this is my forte, right? But this award will never go to a professional advocate. This award is meant to seek out somebody within the community who has gone over and above and done something really incredible to advocate on behalf of Canadian firearms owners. So the young lad out of Alberta, Ryan Slingerland, uh, you may remember him. He spoke at our AGM. He is also um, the creator of 
um, the parliamentary e-petition to scrap C-71, which was sponsored by MP Rachel Harder. At the time, it was the second most signed parliamentary e-petition with over 86,000 signatures. And like he was a 16-year-old kid, right? He doesn't even have skin in the game, but he just couldn't stand the injustice. So um, he was uh, unable to be there. So I accepted the word on uh, on his behalf and I'm going to uh, I'm going to ship that out to him. They coat of arms made a beautiful video, so I know his family's really eager to see that. And then there was other awards like uh, best retailer, which was a People's Choice Award. People could go online and and vote for that. And um, yeah, so you know, the, I think it's really important to um, to the community to get this kind of little recognition, and it's fun, and you know, it it was great. So. Um, these awards were all sponsored by different people. Wolverine sponsored one, Sock Shooting Supplies. There was, you know, Female Shooter of the Year, Male Shooter of the Year. Uh, we also sponsored one for Best Canadian Product. And yeah, it, w- it, was, it was pretty incredible. Sounds like quite a ceremony. Oh, it was amazing. And the whole thing was very entertaining. Of course, you got Master Ken. And forgive me for being naive, but I had no idea who he was, right? I'm not, I'm not really a YouTube person. I don't uh, obviously have very much time to watch videos unless they're political, right? So um, anyways, I didn't know this guy from a hole in the ground. I got to tell you, he had, I had Glenn Motts, MP Glenn Motts, who was our keynote speaker. I had him sitting beside me at the table and he was almost falling off his chair, literally laughing. Like it was insane. So he, every, the entire thing was like a giant skit. And um, the, there's one other little thing I'll mention that was um, pretty entertaining as well. Um, going along the lines of of keeping it lighthearted and poking jokes, they did a little skit about <laughs> about Tenda. So I'm sure you'll see a video come out about that. And then they, you know, they made this big dramatic announcement. Fred got up there and he said, you know, this event's been very, um, you know, very successful. And going forward, we'd like to we'd like to unveil our new logo for next year's event oh, right here yeah, with you yeah. people. And the the screen or the curt the red curtains open up and on the stage on the big screen is the CCFR logo with TACOM written across the middle of it and no compromising underneath. And the I'm telling you, Rod and I were just stunned, right? My mouth dropped about three inches and I was like, oh my word. Like what just happened? The whole place erupted in laughter. Um, you know, this was a direct kick in the gonads at you know who who it flew right over his head. He got up and shook Fred's hand on the stage, and I don't think he even understands what just happened there. But, anyways, that, that's okay because we all we had a good laugh at his expense. But. So, where do we see a copy of this logo or a picture of this logo? Um, I'll look around and see if I can find one. But um, basically, it was that new CCFR logo, the one Rod um, yeah created. Yeah, with the rifle. Yeah, with the rifle. And, you know, it almost looks like the Hockey Canada logo, to be honest. But, yeah, yeah they had that. Instead of the CCFR in the middle, it said you want to get sued? Be quiet. Don't say that. Hockey Canada could be listening. What are you doing? <laughs> well, truthfully, the the person we can thank for that logo is Rod Giltaka. But, uh, yeah, true story. <clears throat> yeah, so... That was uh, that was pretty neat, and uh, uh, Glenn Motts got up and he gave a, a very motivational, you know, talk. I mean, it's hard when you're at such an entertaining, fun thing to have this serious political talk. But uh, he put a couple jokes in there too, and all in all, it was amazing. Incredible meal. The centerpieces were like vases filled with, uh, brass. with brass. Yeah, yeah that and, was cool. and a rose in the middle. <laughs> yeah, nice. It was awesome. Um, 
couple other little highlights. Uh, Alberta Tactical Rifle Supplies, they have come out with a new non-restricted uh, gun chambered in 5.56. And they've got the CCFR logo um, engraved on it. I, I don't even know if it's engraving. I, I'm not smart about these things. We'd have to ask Colin. But it's like engraved, but like silver, really shiny. And then on along the top, it says firearm rights are human rights. So this is like a limited run. There's only 250 of them. And every rifle they sell out of those 250, they are going to donate $200 back to the CCFR. So, you know, that, that's pretty cool. Um, Any idea if they're all gone? I don't believe they are. Um, really? I know Colin got one right away and people are reserving their numbers. I know Greg Weiss reserved number 223, which was clever. <sighs> I know. I know. Well, they're making uh, one for me in the, the serial numbers for a lot. So I can't complain. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, so that was pretty cool to launch that new rifle there. And there's just like so much. I could go on for days about this event. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to participate in a uh, women's power panel, which was really cool. <clears throat> it was moderated by uh, Amanda Lynn Mayhew. She did a fantastic job. And I had Shar uh, Finn up there, Brass Loving Brunette from Instagram, Instagram Infamy. And um, who else? We had uh, Lovey Mail spin up there, the ever popular Lovely Lovey. Um, who else? We had a couple of Ipset girls, uh, Kayla Worth and Alexandra Cother. And then we had Jordana Goldlist, who's a defense, uh, criminal defense lawyer from Toronto, who sort of deals with a lot of the other side of guns, which is the bad folks, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, we had a pretty interesting panel. It was an hour and a half long, but we kept it entertaining, told lots of funny stories. And yeah, it was like th- this kind of stuff sets it above just a gun show, right? So... Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I said, this is what's kind of making it a destination now. It's not just about going to a gun show. Mm. Um, and it's not a gun show. Like you go to a gun show and every second table has, you know, Nazi memorabilia on it and bayonets. And, you know, that's not yeah. why I go to a gun show, but that stuff is, you know, everywhere in gun shows. This is an opportunity for retailers to all go under one roof. So, you you know, you may live in Nova Scotia and never get to walk into a firearms outlet or you never, you know, you don't get to go to Wolverine, but now all your favorite Canadian retailers are in one spot at the same time. Oh yeah. And it was, um, you should see that the, and this isn't gun show like swap meet style nope. with tables, with tablecloths and, and junk put out on them. No, These professional booths booths. Were, oh my God. I couldn't believe the incredible amount of effort and money that the retailers put into making this event just totally professional and we all did it right but we all did it just you know with the best hopes that this would be exactly what it turned out to be we had no idea how successful it would be who knows maybe no one would show up but eighteen thousand people yeah eighteen thousand seven hundred and seventy eight gun owners went through the door yeah damn yeah dude yeah crazy yeah, it was awesome. I'm still kind of spinning in my head about it because it was just, I don't know, reminds me of our very first CCFR AGM where, um, you know, Roger Williams, we were sitting there all looking at each other and we'd been dealing with each other online a long time. And he says, it's like all my imaginary friends are real. That's kind of how you feel because everybody you talk to online from every province is under one roof and one roof and you're spending three days together and it's high fives and checking out each other's booths and doing live videos with each other. And it was just, 
unbelievable. Wicked job. Kudos to FOC. Nice. Cool. Yeah. All right. Any uh, any other clothing or any clothing thoughts? Clothing about- thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> what should we wear next shirts, time? Shirts, pants, socks. <laughs> shirts are important. Well, uh, I'll tell you something cool that we have coming up to do with guns, and that's uh, this weekend um, we have a secret rendezvous going on. We have mm-hmm. a, a women's calendar photo shoot retreat weekend. So picture this. I'll set the scene for you. You've got. Oh, I'm whole, picturing it. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. You've got <laughs> me, the two Kellys. Summer's going to come and help to do makeup. You've got a bevy of gorgeous beauties and their favorite guns. And we're going to spend all weekend at this retreat, out in the bush, taking cool pictures, playing with guns, and having a wonderful time. Summer party. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's speechless. (laughs) Well, you can see the look on my face. Clearly, it's clearly I can see it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I know. I bet you're wishing you were volunteering. You know it. So, well, that's awesome. Yes. No idea what you said there, Kelly. You, you, you sound like a droid. Yeah, you went all robot there. Uh, yeah, uh, in the, okay. not the droids we're looking for, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, maybe it's just a clone of Kelly. Maybe that's not. Oh, the could be. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't could know anything be. about that. So, well, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on and giving us the uh, Tacom 2020 or 2019 update. And, you are uh, very welcome. Uh, I'm sure the listeners appreciated it, and all of us who couldn't be there were agreeing with envy. And just mm-hmm. like all of us who can't be with you guys this weekend, will also be agreeing with envy. <laughs> I'll take some behind-the-scenes photos and put them up on the CCFR page. There we go. You could also just text me photos that can't be published. That's mm-hmm. fine okay. too. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to end this conversation now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are, actually. All right. Well, thank you, Tracy, and uh, take care. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Have a great night, guys. Thanks. Once again, I'd like to thank Tracy uh, for coming on to rub our nose in it, basically, and remind us that uh, we're hobos and couldn't go. So. You know, like I I was really jealous, uh, especially because of all the new guns and all the kind of stuff that was out there. But then I saw some pictures of how many people were there. Right. And then I wasn't jealous anymore. I was like, oh, my God, there's a huge lineup for everything. This thing's way too successful. There's way too many people at this thing. Yep. It's going to be a plague associated with it, I'm sure. Like Like SHOT Show? SHOT Show, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I still want to go. Yeah, I want to go for for the people. All all of our best industry people are there. Like, are there? Yeah, so many people that we already know. Plus, we're going to meet all kinds of cool people we haven't met yet. I want to go and and you know next year. What if cool. what if we did a booth? What? We need to go do a booth. Yeah, can we do a booth there and have a can booth? Can we afford to do a booth? I mean, I can never go. Mm-hmm. I I can't take the time off to go. Yeah, I. Yeah. I know that it's going to be the same. Well, maybe I will not say anything. Okay. All right. <laughs> I have decisions to make for next year. There you go. Because I really, really, really like going to Meaford. But I also know that TACOM, I really like going to TACOM too. So, and I should be there. I should be at TACOM. I need to, to be at a booth as well. We were talking about having our own booth, but you know what? Maple seed booth or slam fire booth or like what, what kind of booth? Are we Everything. Talking about? 
Everything? Everything, yeah. Oh, we, we, we pimp maple seed for lachi, slam fire. What else do we have? Hunting CRPS, guy. hunting your mm. guy, ORPS. Really, yeah, we would just sit throw. around and BS with our buddies that we never sure. see because they're across the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But we really do need to be there. It's uh, where. Right. Slamfire should be there. Ragnarok yeah. was there in, in full full force. So that Ragnarok. was awesome. We should yes. get a free table because we're media, right? We're media. We're going to cover the event. We should get a free right. table and free entry. Right. And it's because of the like coverage. You, it's people like you that got Shot Show shut down shh, or shh, locked down. Shh, shh. Yeah. We benefit <laughs> from this. No back talk. Right. We should be up on the stage, you know, the podcasting live. Mm. Yeah. We no. sound like monitors right now. <laughs> Kelly, you want to take the listener feedback from YouTube, please? Uh, sure. I've been on it, but there hasn't been really been much with respect right. other than Filthy saying, what the frack? Well, Filthy, frack is a Battlestar Galactica term, so it doesn't mm. really apply to me right now. He's more of a Battlestar Galactica kind of guy, though, right? Filthy? Yeah. That's, well, he that's says, what the hell? I was using frack because I can't I use know, hell. Kelly. It's funnier my way. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's about it um just want right. to say everybody that's uh you know watching listening let's anyway. move into listener feedback then which is sponsored by dc armory armory dc gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearm refinishing he offers hot bluing park rising and cerakote finishes as well as wood refinishing check out his online inventory of new and used guns firearms accessories optics and more at www.dcgunsmith.ca follow armory dc gunsmith on facebook at facebook.com forward slash armory dc gunsmith and on instagram at forward slash armory dc gunsmith where you can see lots of before and after pictures especially when i'm in the shop i take pictures of everything so yes who would like to take the first one from Edmund? I will. It says, hi, guys and gal. I like to watch your YouTube channel, and I finally caught up on the last few episodes. Am I the only one to notice that Adriel's video seems to be mirror-imaged? The last few episodes, I noticed the words on his T-shirt, instructor in training, hunting your guy, are married, mirrored. On the last episode, I noticed the initials on his earmuffs as M.A., which would be the mirrored image of AAM. Everyone else's video seems to have the correct orientation. I don't know why that is. Uh, I'd like to add to the list of features for the ideal range, in-floor heating on the outdoor range. As the floor is usually concrete, I find it uh, tends to sap the heat out of my feet at the range as the rain session goes on. I think Trevor is pretty gutsy to agree to waxing his body for charity. I'd like to suggest uh, naming it Trevor's Death by a Thousand Wax Strips Charity Fundraiser. Actually, like that. I don't know if you could actually get a thousand strips on his body, as they would have to be mighty thin. But hey, you could raise a lot of money for charity if you did. Keep up the good work, and I look forward to your next episodes, Edmund. P.S. Have you guys considered doing a behind-the-scenes of Slamfire Radio episode? I think it would be an interesting to see how it all comes together. This is pretty much behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what are we talking about tonight? Okay. Interesting. Adriel. I think it's mirrored because it's it's my preview of myself. Because if, if I look at that, yeah, it's mirrored. It's backwards. Is it? Looks fine for you guys, though, right? You can yeah, read that? I can see mine that. Yeah, so weird. 
Ah, look at it. Yeah, you're mirrored. Right. We'll try. Maybe know. Discord won't mirror. That'd be neat. We're going to try something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's test it out and see if we can use it. But yeah, it'd be interesting to to film us because it's kind of like, or it just like the show is disorganized. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to film. We there's no behind the scenes. There is like there is the scene. What we're doing. We hit record. We start. We hit stop. And we're we, done. Yeah. There's no. There's no big production. This is the most fly by night amateur hour thing you've ever seen. The only thing that happens that you don't see is Adriel doing the editing. That's it. Everything else is right here out in the open. It's hanging out there for the world to see. Yeah, that's true. So, all right, uh, Adriel, the next one, please. From Spencer. Hey, guys, I thought I'd send this brochure along since you were talking about Dream Ranges last week. This is the Civilian Marksmanship Programs, CMP, range, about an hour west of me in Talladega, Alabama. This is the same CMP who sells surplus M1 Garands and more recently 1911s to folks. This new range costs them roughly $20 million to build, and it literally has everything you could want. However, the thing that gets everyone's attention is the target system that they have on the rifle ranges. The targets themselves are self-healing, but a video system captures the impact and projects it on a display at the shooter station. That means there's no downtime to put up new targets, and you don't even need a spotting scope. I'd describe the rest, but there's lots of cool videos and reviews of this place out there. One thing is really cool, though. They moved the CMP store into the range clubhouse as well. So you can not only buy food and drink there, but pick up an M1 Garand on the way home. And that's from Spencer in Smyrna. Right. This range is also the same range that Appleseed will run a lot of their known distance out of. So I get I get messages or I get pictures when people go to it. It's a really nice range. I wish we had one like that. Okay. Who's got Spencer? Uh, you mean the one I, that Ariel just, just read? I just read it. Oh, sorry. It's the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Joiner. take the next one. From Darren. He says, I was driving uh, to my three-gun match today, and I was listening to Sam Fire, as is my custom when I heard the HK joke. HK joke. I don't can remember. Somebody, can somebody refresh my memory on that HK joke? I don't know. We uh, have to. Was it the bullets backwards in the mag one? I don't know. I think I made a, no I made a crack about that recently. Mm-hmm. I laughed and choked on my McMuffin, and the rest of the day was awesome because of it. Thanks for the laughs and the great show. And that's from Darren. So we're going to have to go back and listen to find out what the joke was. I just don't remember it. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Next. From, from Dylan. Adriel. Hey, guys. Yeah. I'm really enjoying your show. As a Canadian, I sometimes get tired of the vast majority of firearms content being all about America. It's really nice to have such a quality show made by Canadians for Canadians. I don't think he's listening to our show. <laughs> this is very insulting. <laughs> yeah. uh, for it is indeed quality. I really okay. like hearing what you guys are doing in your own lives with firearms. It really gives you credibility. It shows that you're not just armchair quarterbacks, but people out there instructing, competing, hunting, and working with firearms. You guys have a wonderful chemistry, and it really comes through in the show. You guys are seriously hilarious. 
Trevor, I want you to know I have almost, honestly almost had to pull my truck over a couple of times recently because I was laughing so hard that the tears were making it hard to drive. <laughs> Especially the parts about you cutting off certain member of his anatomy and the SKS a-holes. <laughs> By the way, I am totally on Team Trevor. He's totally awesome. And Kelly shouldn't be so mean to him. And make see, sure Kelly. it's the other way around. Trevor, you see, Kelly. Our roles in this relationship is Trevor's mean to me. Uh-uh. Nope. Uh-huh. I, I treat you with the utmost respect and dignity. <laughs> That's okay. a funny joke. Love yeah, you. I know. <laughs> Love you. Love you to death. Uh, no, I really... <laughs> can we stop short of that? Maybe I'll use a safe word and not kill me? Yeah. Well, we'll see. The he goes on here. Make sure not to hurt him too much with those wax strips. That's when you'll have to use your safe word. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep up the good work, you guys. I look forward to your future episodes, and will continue enjoying the large backlog of episodes to entertain me as I work. Sincerely, Dylan from Manitoba. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dylan. Mm. All right, and so that brings us on to shoutouts. Well, why don't we tell them where to write into the show first, though? Oh, I skipped that part, right. Um, Vision obstruction. uh, Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. I keep missing things. Um, So if you would like to write into the show and remind Kelly to be nicer to me, um, you can do so by sending an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Or you can do it the other way around. But... No, People that's were... our email address. If they yeah. send it to com lagmgig or dirad that won't Trevor. Yes. Trevor, I really yeah. do love you. You know that. <laughs> I know. I'm very grateful. Yeah. Um, shout outs. I have one to Tim Thomas. It's not really a shout out. I just, I just want to say that Tim was right. Oh. Yeah. What was he right about? Doesn't matter. Okay. But he was right. And I always admit when somebody was right and I was wrong, and Tim was right. Okay. So, uh, it was a, an Ipsic rule, actually. And uh, mm. he was right. Hmm. Yeah. Doesn't happen very often. You were wrong about an Ipsic rule? I know. Stop. What? I know. I thought you had, like, the everything, like, photographic memory. Well, you know? I kind of like the Rain Man in the rule book, but you know what? I don't know it all, and I made a mistake. And he we, was recorded, right. we recorded that. You don't know everything. That's true. That's true. The older I get, the more I realize, the less I know. I, you know what I'd like to do, Kelly? What? I'd like to go back to when I was 13 years old, because it's the only time in my life when I actually knew everything, right? Never <laughs> you thought you knew everything? <laughs> well, in my mind, my 13-year-old mind, I did, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other shout-outs? I have one, but Adriel, do you have any? Oh, go ahead. Okay, so I have one for Adam uh, Cool. He was at the Mayford um, um, shoot thing. as well. Yeah, the thing. Again, thing you were just at. My brain. He was at there, but I also, he's helping us out as well for next week. Uh, he gave us, you know, a helping hand and uh, gave us a real solid. So I just wanted to say thank you to him. He's a listener as well. Uh, Ryan and Chris. Fantastic, fantastic match. You guys deserve a lot of props. Random Dave, thank you for taking care of me and bringing me apples. And I also wanted, can you see my new shirt? Yes. <laughs> That's my new shirt. I want to say thanks to Dave Christmas for giving it to me and also fellow Adele as well. It's my new Connect Swag t-shirt. I love it. See, it says love. Love with bullets and ARs. And we can't see your cameras looking at your chin. There you go. There better. you go. Yep. Yeah. Okay. There we go. 
So I just wanted to say thank you to you guys. And I'm going to wear my shirt. I wore it outside today. And I don't know if I should have. But I am anyways. Yeah. Why is it an inside shirt? Well, it's no, not really. I went to go and visit somebody's house that I didn't know before. Before. Oh, I got you. So you were just so, like, huh. it's got a 1911 a Target. It's got some bullets and time to and find out if these people like this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I know, hey? <laughs> I've never met you before, and I'm coming to your house. This is what Guess I'm all what? about. <laughs> putting it all out there. Awesome. So nice swag. Thank you very much, Dave, and thank you, Phil. I'll wear it with. I'll wear it with uh, you know, pride. Cool, Ed, Adriel. You don't have anything there, but do you have one? All right, so uh, Patreonies, listen, we have a Patreon bonus episode scheduled for uh, next Thursday. So between now and then, I will be reaching out to track down one of you to join us to pick a topic about whatever you want to talk about, and we will turn it into an awesome episode for you and all your fellow Patreonies. In the meantime, if you would like to become a Patreon and sponsor our show to help pay, you know, the jet is not free. The hourly rate on a, on a jet for podcasters is not uh, inexpensive. So we need your support to keep uh, Slamfire Air going. And you can, uh, you can do that by going to www.patreon.com forward slash Slamfire Radio. And you can pledge as little as a dollar or you can pledge 556 762 50 BMG, whatever you like. 500 Nitro. Will, 500 Nitro is a, is a, is a definitely um, a patreon pledge that we will support. And um, with your patreon comes a swag and bonus material. And uh, it helps that beautiful new microphone that Kelly is wearing tonight. The patreon is paid, paid for by the patreon So yeah. That's where your money goes, kids. Um, we hardly ever use it for drinking, really. I don't think... We've never used it for drinking. Speak for yourself, right, Adriel? <laughs> no, we don't use it for drinking. We use it for lines of cocaine whenever we meet. Oh, my blurs. God. <laughs> <laughs> <Blurs>. <laughs> your patreon goes right up Adriel's nose. Thank you. We call him the snowman for a reason. <laughs> it's the, it's That's frost. funny. Remember when Matthew used to be on the show and we weren't allowed to say shit like that? <laughs> he would. He oh. would. He was more inappropriate than we were. You're not wrong, but yeah. he would. Yeah, he would make like we the got worst angry jokes. emails for right. Matthew. Yes, and for Matthew us too. Would, right, Matthew would say that it would would make the darkest jokes, but you couldn't say shit. <laughs> All right, where was I? Oh, yeah, like us on Facebook and um, join one of our national farms associations, such as CCFR. Go give us a like or uh, go check us out on GOC. Like us on Facebook. We're at 2,192. I feel like this segment's getting dated. We need to freshen this up here soon. It's getting boring to keep telling people to like us on Facebook and stuff, even though. Just toss the oh, table. Just flip it. Did, flip the table. Yeah, did I tell you guys? Oh, Apparently, we can't compete with, with an orphanage. I added 15, this. And, yeah. 15,000 New Hope Yeah, I went to check out this New Hope Orphanage, which is the ch- cheekiest name for an orphanage ever. <laughs> New Hope, little Billy. Right? Like, oh, my God, get your hopes up, whatever. <laughs> anyway, New Hope Orphanage has a Facebook page. You can go look at Don't You Dare Like It, but you can go check it out. They got 15,000 likes, man. 
you know oh man we were get a rush of new likes right now we were talking like way too tough when we said we could take on an orphanage right clearly clearly we're not ready no we cannot compete with homeless children little hobo children living in a home like no people like that more than slam fire i guess what do you who knew who knew i thought we were more popular than homeless children i guess i was wrong anyway that's the show this week bye everybody Later. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.